you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL podcast is concerned about the effects of global warming on John Itzik. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. What is happening? What we're is we're still here. I was a little worried the entire operation might be shut down after the last couple of weeks. but there Why? Were- there were rumors and confirm them if if you will greg the boss that mark sessler was going to be placed on the exempt list that's not that's never happening oh good so you're in the clear mark you're in the clear of getting if i remain hyper productive as i currently am i will not be put on any list that sidelines me you're a threat to be put on that kind of a list how dare you sir just dealing in facts. We're talking after the show, you and I. We have a excellent, excellent podcast for you today, Wednesday, our second of three shows this week. Uh, we're going to get into uh, the team of ATL discussion, which is very important that we touch on it and check in on our nominees, see if maybe we'll bring to vote. We talked about on Sunday, maybe getting to a, a vote to see if we can lock down a team today, as soon as today. Who knows? Wes, like Wes has got a poker face right now. I like that. Purple shirt and a poker face. Here's Wesley. <laughs> yes. Did you wear that shirt? What was the thinking with that shirt? Are you going to work out afterwards? I never understood that shirt because it's an Under Armour shirt with a collar. Like, who's going to work out in well, a collared shirt? Gregory, I did not create the shirt. I just wore it. <laughs> it was hanging in my closet, and it involved no ironing, so I it's picked it Greg. up and put it on. Greg is the full name. The oh, extra okay. G at the end just ends that. By the way, also, it was free. Yes. Yeah. Which half of my wardrobe probably is free. <laughs> never never turn down free stuff. That's if you live in L.A. and have to pay sky-high rent <laughs> and a lot of money for everything else, it helps to have free clothing. Noted and a good point. We're also going to get into uh, Greg's winners and losers. You wrote about Greg every week, actually. You write about the winners and the losers, whether it be uh, – Wait, it's not just a list of the standings. Yes. You could also find out that That way. is NFL.com slash – standings <laughs> this is nfl.com slash around the nfl slash vanity url url winners and losers that we is, should work on that but yeah I don't think uh, there, there is no vanity exist. url however every week greg breaks down what are the uh whether it's a trend or just a weekly thing who won who lost it's real good stuff so we're going to get into that as well uh some some big takeaways from week two as we approach week three uh but before we do any of that we're going to talk to the man behind the glass for a moment, the great Tay Dyke. What's going on, fellas? How are you? I'm doing well. Chris Wrestling shirt, peacocking. Ooh. Yeah. Why, why yeah. do you say that? Showing Color. off the guns. It's, huh? all, it's, it's a little bit oh. tight, showing off the guns, and it's purple. You know? not, I don't even have guns. You've been working out a little bit. A little bit. Maybe. A little bit, see. buddy boy. Just a little. And uh, let's <laughs> speaking of peacocking for the second show in a row, this time TD has a, a muscle shirt with – Two pockets, yes. but where the pockets are, there's zippers, which is good for going on roller coasters, I would assume, 
uh, and other <laughs> things where you need your valuables tucked away safely. But yeah, you know, they don't maybe let you not take your practical. bag on a ride and stuff like you know the roller coasters that go upside down. So you just put them right here. Not TD, why are you peacocking at yeah. the workplace? What is the end game, and who are you hoping on to a attract? Wednesday, no less. Yeah, not to get too far off track, but your wardrobe often reminds me of my daughter as she's outgrowing that stage, and we're still trying to milk like a month or two more till we have to get her some new she's clothes. She's like eighteen you know what I mean? months old, right? Better yeah. on I'm TD just saying than too, Ely. Yeah, too short. Um, all right, <laughs> sorry, buddy. So what's going on? I, I just want to get some news, man. All right, let's do some news. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's do some news. Oh, too soon. Yeah. Rihanna, her intro on Thursday Night Football got pulled because of the issues going on in the NFL right now. She hit out at CBS for pulling it, and then CBS said, well, goodbye to you, young lady. Rihanna no longer a part of Thursday Night Football's opening package, which opens the door up, I think, with, for, for Priyanka to make a big comeback. Good luck going up against a massive corporation when you're one individual. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, Mark. All right, so let's do some news, and we will start with the big news of the day. Adrian Peterson will not with be, be with the Vikings in week three. He has once again been – Deactivated this time indefinitely, moved to the exempt commissioner's permission list. This is essentially a um, – he leaves a team. He cannot have contact with a team. He could be paid during this time. But now this is a way for Peterson to be moved out of the picture uh, while his legal proceedings play out. Of course, he has the, the child abuse allegations that he's facing charges for. Uh, Ziggy Wolf, the owner of the Minnesota Vikings, had this to say – on Wednesday during his press conference. We made a mistake, and we needed to get this right. We embrace our role in the community and the responsibilities that go with it. It is important to always listen to our fans, the community, and our sponsors. So the Vikings under increased scrutiny and what he said there at the, at the end, listen to our fans, the community and our sponsors, you know, Radisson pulled out. There was a lot of stuff going on with the Vikings and the fan base. And now the Vikings have reacted by eliminating Adrian Peterson from their game plan indefinitely. And you wonder when he's going to come back because the, the key part of the Vikings statement when they released it uh, after midnight, Minnesota time was that he would not return to the team until the legal proceedings are resolved. And we've heard from the district attorney that there's probably not going to be a trial until 2015. So I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But if they stick by that, that he's going to be taking care of this till the legal proceedings are resolved, we're not going to see him this well, season. In right? general manager, Rick Spielman was specifically asked, is there a scenario where he's done as a Viking? And he wouldn't respond to that. I mean – it's fair to ask if he'll ever play again in Minnesota. How crazy is this? What's it's happening right crazy. now? It's very crazy. I mean, from, the, from that angle. A week ago, Adrian Peterson was held in high esteem by everyone associated with the NFL and was viewed widely as the best running back in football and on pace to have the greatest, one of the greatest careers of any running back in the history of the game, nearly set the single-season rushing record. Now, in maybe what could be the final year of his prime, it might be completely wiped away. 
And we don't know if he's ever going to play for the Vikings again. It's incredible what's happened right here. This is a, a serious, crazy story. He could also be back in a month, though. Two days ago, we thought something completely different. So I don't want right. to get too deep into speculating just because this story and all these stories have been so unpredictable. We keep hearing the phrase current climate, which is kind of apt because human beings have no control over climate. The NFL has no control over the current climate. They're just building shelter until the storm passes, and then they'll have to try to figure out what the storm did to their lives. Peterson is someone they activated on Monday. I think that's the thing that stands out is that they changed their minds so quickly um, based on, I think, a lot of things. I think the sponsors pulling out was big. The governor makes a statement, the public outcry. Um, I don't know. We're not really – I think a lot of smart people are making comments on – these stories. I think a lot more not so smart people are making comments on these stories. Like I'm interested in listening to some of the unique takes, but I, I don't feel like I'm in that great a position to make it. I am in position to say that the Vikings are not built to have Matt Castle carry them. I mean, we saw yeah, that, that and, or, or Matt Asiata. Yeah. And we'll get into that with the week, the week three previews about what this means for the Vikings going forward. And then the other news on Wednesday, kind of the Panthers who seem to be following the Vikings lead on all this, decided to uh, put Greg Hardy on their exempt list, the same exact list, so he will be uh, away from the team getting paid. Uh, Panthers general manager Dave Gettleman said Wednesday, Greg had the option to do this, and he took it. This is what he chose. This is the option he chose. So the Panthers very um, specifically said this was Greg Hardy's decision, but really you know, this was an organization-wide decision that Hardy took the best available option and that it does not involve playing. And the agent for Peterson, and, and really it sounds like Hardy's agent echoed it, thought it was the best possible circumstance that they step away right now under the circumstances. They're continuing to get paid, so the, the union goes along with this, and they see how this quiets down. He, he actually can be around the team, uh, they said, if he wants. He can come. He can't practice, but he can come be around the facility, and, and he might take advantage of that. I think echoing your thoughts – I think the writer's job, our job, is to impose order on chaos. And that's hard to do in normal times. It's sort of what you do with your winners and losers column. You put order on what happened over the weekend. But when the world won't sit still long enough for you to read it, it's an impossible job. And that's what we're tasked with right here. Well, that's why when we've written, and I've done a lot of the writing of just the news articles on the sites, just We've kept it pretty simple. To Tremendous the work on your part. <laughs> no, it's probably the most boring <laughs> things that you've ever read because we're just sticking to the facts. We're in that position because, A, we write for the NFL. But even if I didn't, I don't really want to be having hot takes on this stuff. And, Wes, one spoken very eloquently on your part, but I just want to say you said humans can't control the climate. Ask Al Gore what he thinks about that. I uh, I read a book Ask when Al. I was a little kid. Colbert. Yes, we <laughs> No, can. not not him, but okay, same realm. Not Al Gore, but the Smurfs. Oh, the Smurfs. I had a book when I was a little kid where they made a weather-making machine. I thought it was pretty ingenious by them. <laughs> I think Gargamel somehow foiled their plans. Do we think Hardy's loss, I mean, again, we don't know how long it's going to be Wait, for. Wait, what about the Smurf stuff? You don't want to get into that anymore, Greg? <laughs> I never really got it. I never really liked the Smurfs Neither that much. I, it was before your time. No, I watched it a little bit, but. 
you, eh. the Smurfs. Not with the blue. Not good enough for you two as children. Well, yeah, come on. There was this Grow whole up. weird, creepy thing of like the, the kid, the kid that was the kid that was like, "Oh yeah, Smurfette, she's hot." I mean, there was yeah. something weird. Smurfette over here, buddy. There's something weird of that whole. Smurfette was like hot. a ten-year-old Greg See, reading what's wrong like with that? That's, back issues of the economist. What's wrong with thinking that a mini blue girl with blonde hair is hot? No, because the same kids that it's thought a cartoon. that are the ones that are at the Brony conferences that are My Little Pony fans. It's it's a it's an evil seed that get, gets planted in these children. Well, some, sometimes you just leave that stuff alone once you get to be like eight years old. I was going to take the, arc, the conversation more to Coney Ely and Mario Addison, and then we ended up on Smurf. Were you ever you a child, that? Greg? <laughs> that's I a good question. I loved, I loved cartoon. Laugh Olympics. Ooh, uh, the that, Really Rottens? That's a lot of fun. Greg, yeah, Greg Hardy is <laughs> the best defensive player on the, on the Panthers. Is that fair to say? Luke Keekley won Defensive Player of the All Year. Right. Uh, well, he's in the, he's in the top two at least. Top three. How big is the loss? Uh, is this loss? Well, the Panthers said it all when they decided to pay him over fifteen million dollars this year. One of the highest paid players in the league. They look. They looked good last week against Detroit, even without him. They're pretty deep on the defensive line, but it's a huge. It's a huge loss for them. Moving forward, more fun news to talk about. The NFL and the NFL Players Association have finally reached agreement on a new drug policy. Uh, Per official uh, an official release from the NFL and the NFLPA, uh, they've agreed to changes to the substance abuse pol- policy, and this will lead to uh, immediately Wes Welker of the Broncos, Orlando Scandrick of the Cowboys, Stedman Bailey of the Rams, all being eligible to play in Week Three. This gets HGH, HGH testing in the mix as soon as this season, and it also changes some of the other. Um, just the methods and the mythology of this system, and I guess they're all viewed as improvements. Josh Gordon, 10-game ten, ten suspension now instead of we, his We believe, as we tape, we don't know about the substance abuse policy 100% yet, so they're going to announce that officially. We know officially that Welker, Skandrick, and Bailey are back, and actually they're going to be matching up this weekend in St. Louis. Oofa, Get ready, oofa. Skandrick and Bailey facing off in the slot. Rams, Cowboys, suspension lifted contest how about this mark wow <laughs> you can't polish a turd greg how about this mark the cleveland brownie is sitting at six and four and here comes the best wide receiver in the nfl back to the lineup and away we go into the playoffs yes or no no the takeaway for me <laughs> is that when it's the month of may you can go to a horse race and behave any way you want <laughs> west welker all right now, hey, that uh, guy gave out money. Thank you, He's Mark. A generous man. It's crazy because I remember I when it. when the new collective bargaining agreement was signed that there was a lot of backslapping and celebration that players were going to finally start you know, getting tested for HGH. That was over three and a half. That was three and a half years ago, and it took that long for it to actually happen. That that's the big takeaway for me. And then they get Welker back for the big Super Bowl rematch. Hubba hubba. Moving forward, Tony Romo. Uh, sat out practice on Wednesday with what was deemed or termed back tightness. Romo downplayed it in the locker room afterwards saying, it's going to pop up. I'm sure it will happen throughout the rest of the season. You'll see a day here or there. Greg, you were saying downstairs that in your study of the film, Tony Romo does not look like himself right now. Uh, he struggled both weeks. The first half against the 49ers was one of the worst halves of his career. And then his game against the Titans – 
he didn't have the big mental mistakes, but he just didn't look right. He didn't have a lot of heat on that fastball. I'm not I'm not a doctor, but it just you're not. It seems like he wasn't throwing deep, and he missed a ton of throws. I, I tried to chart, like, bad passes, and he was wildly inaccurate in that game. He just didn't have to do much for them to win. He's approaching the position like Alex Smith. He won't pull the trigger on throws that other quarterbacks throw. That That's a good call because he's also been very hesitant. So he, he'll, like, you, you look like he's about to throw it, and then he'll stop, and then he'll kind of run around, and he'll get sacked. A lot of the sacks have been on him, and he's just missing throws. As someone that's loved Tony Romo, loved to watch him play, I think this is – one of the worst two-game stretches of his career, and now he's you know missing practice. It's a, it's a concern at this stage because if if this is his skill set going forward, th- that's the beginning of the end. That's when you see like guys like Matt Schaub not pulling the trigger because they don't trust their arms. That's what's going to happen to Tony Romo. But that being said, week three could be a new Tony Romo. We don't know what week three will bring. When that decline hits, sometimes it is rapid, and they're suddenly gone, a shadow, but... Greg, whether or not he is uh, a good or poor player, it won't matter. You'll still get to see them five, six times on national television every year. Well, it- Mark just subtly airing all his personal grievances throughout the podcast, peppering them into every uh, Am I wrong? analysis portion. No, you're right. And Romo seems especially ill-suited to transition to a part of his career where he doesn't have the physical makeup because I don't think of Tony Romo that as a guy who always beat you with his mind. You know what I mean? He he was more of an improviser. I, I don't know if I know he's... what you're saying. You're saying he's stupid. <laughs> no, I'm just saying guy like Philip Rivers or Peyton Tony Manning, throw. they can live with losing some off his fastball. I don't know if Romo can. Tony throw football. <laughs> Tony back hurt. Tony need surgery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a bleak scenario you painted for the Cowboys, um, Hey, by the way, Greg, what was uh, – when you listen, because remember you had to sit out that pod with the sandwiches, uh, the go – get my lunch propositions that uh that last part's supposed to be implied apologies who appeared to, to be the most gun shy in terms of uh their propositions that was mark yeah and uh, i guess it's ironic that the right off the board we already know you owe some sandwiches mark bad news jaguars head coach gus bradley said the team does not never considered moving blake bortles as their start, starting quarterback this week in week three you had a proposition on that that he would be starting by week three uh, Mark, you're going to owe some uh, sandwiches on this. High-octane well, ones at that. Yeah, I'm disappointed, number one, in the Jaguars organization. Mm. Um, but listen, it's Wednesday. It'll probably be Thursday or later when people listen to this. There's still 24, 48, 72 hours left for an engine to detach from a plane and land on Henny or Henny's household <laughs> wow. and prevent this from happening. <laughs> Now you're just outright predicting death. I have. Right, listen, this comes injuries. down to either I feed... There's Greg no way he and Wesling, that. Either I feed Greg and Wesling or the two toddlers in my house. I have a few newsroom sources who have informed me as to your plans on this. And apparently Greg and I will not be receiving high-octane contraptions. They will be more like finger sandwiches. Oh, I never declared no. the size, but I will honor you and give you your giant sandwiches <laughs> from some store up the street. Yeah, Relax. Like the <laughs> Wes and I are notorious meat eaters, too. You don't even need to give the bread. Just give us a bag of delicious meat. I'm sure you'll get what you need. <laughs> you give Greg bag of meat, and I'll have a lunch. You'd like some bread with yours? Okay. And that's what's happening.
special honor. Greg has been singing this song at his desk all morning. <laughs> I have too. I can't get it up. Man. Good to see White Snake getting some work. Hey, listen. That, you would think it's White Snake. It's actually Dick Banks, the one man house band. And uh, I, I should point out, you could find him at Rich Banks Music and richbanks.com. I thought he went by Dick Banks this whole time, but it turned out it was a Damashek thing. Well, Who that goes makes by sense. Dick in 2014? Nobody, but that's what Damashek calls him. Just like. Damshek calls me Hans Zeus, but that's not how you pronounce my name. Rich probably doesn't even know this is happening. Yeah, probably not. Anyway, oh, by the way, because someone on Twitter pointed it out, uh, people said, I'm a new listener. Why is it the team of ATL? What's ATL? How quickly times change. Nobody even knows. We used to be known as around the league. Now we're around the NFL. And team of ATL was the one thing Big Brother couldn't take away from us. Let's be honest. We had that song made, and we right. didn't want to lose it. <laughs> That's really what it was. We paid Richard Banks for that song, and we didn't want to pay him again to re-record. There's not a huge budget around here. <laughs> so it'll probably be different next year. But for now, it's a team of ATL. Okay, so let's check in. We talked about this on Sunday because there are some people excited about the Chargers who are one of our nominees for a team of ATL as being the team to move forward with, just ending the whole charade and picking a team and moving forward starting in week three. Who is the team of ATL who is – Wes, why don't you describe what it means to be the team of ATL? Well, for those who are new listeners, we sort of jumped on the Panthers early last year while they still had a losing record because we just liked the way they were playing. And this is, to me, the most important part. We were organically excited to watch them. This was the team. When we finish up Sunday nights and we go home and watch Game Rewind, I'm immediately putting on the Panthers because that's the team I want to watch. Mm. So we're trying to, we're taking something that was beautiful and organic last year and giving it rigid limitations this year, <laughs> which is usually how you make things better. I'm fighting that. That's yeah. how things develop in a corporate world. Yeah, well, that's where we are. Squeeze as much money out of it as possible exactly. and then move, move on. We're looking for a sponsor. We're getting we're money out of this? If the, if the Radisson is looking to throw some money around, come to the podcast. You're on the NFL podcast. Anyway, so, yes, the Panthers were the team last year. Uh, a couple of weeks back, we announced our nominees. We each had one. Wes had the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Mark had the Minnesota Vikings. Rough. I had the San Diego Chargers. And Greg had the Arizona Cardinals. I look at this list, and it looks like, Greg, you're the only one that has an undefeated team still in the mix. Yeah, and I know some people sitting around here – aren't as enamored with the Cardinals never-say-die spirit. But the fact that they're <laughs> winning with Drew Stanton in crazy situations, it's that just fair. makes me like them more. So I wasn't even aware of their never-say-die never spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the way we have it in, the, in our rule structure, and Greg, we talked about this downstairs. You were excited about it. Uh, every team has the oppor- – every one of us has the opportunity to use a Matthew Mulligan on – a team, get rid of your team, and bring on a new team or join forces with one of the ones we have. As Wes points at the TV screen showing Le'Veon Bell tearing up. Le'Veon Bell, whom Greg said just the other day, wouldn't be surprised if he was the consensus top running back in the NFL at the end of the year. Right. I was saying, is he already a top five running back in the NFL? I personally think he is. I would take him. He's Sounds like a team good. of ATL kind of well, players. No, it's, sure it's, is not, good. it's not the player of ATL. We have spun so far no, off the not, runway. It's not a player of ATL. It's a team of ATL. They've got a lot Absolutely of guys like great. that. Marcus Greg, Wheaton looking the, good. Nail on the head there. <laughs> All right, so what, let's start here. We have the four teams in the mix. Does anyone want to use their Matthew Mulligan and get rid of a team that they have gotten behind? I'm kind of looking at you, Mark, because <laughs> the Vikings are now without Adrian Peterson for God knows how long. A lot of bad juju around that team. 
and you might want to go in a different direction, or you could, and you don't have to say who your team is, but do you want to let go of the Vikings at this yeah, point? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> number one, part of this is trying to present a candidate that's going to get through Congress, as they'd say, and yes. uh, I have, th- the team I had is a windmill of total chaos right now. <laughs> They're out. I love their first you, album. <laughs> okay, so they're out. You don't. You don't need to. Maybe we'll save it a little bit so you announce your new. Entry. I have a new team. You only get one mulligan too. So you sure you want to put the put it in right now? I put some thought into this. I have a new team. Okay, good. Very good. Uh, Greg, Arizona Cardinals, sticking with them? I didn't know. You're just making these rules up as we go along. You only get one mulligan <laughs> per player. It's, it's too complicated. It's not. This is like the CBA you got to study up on Greg, to you figure can, it out. You became the boss for a reason. I'm sure you're keeping up with the game right now. That is what it is. Those are the rules. Every society needs rules. Are you keeping the Cardinals for now? Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm keeping the Chargers. Obviously, because I know there's some heat for them right now. Wes, are you sticking with the Steelers after that bad 26-6 loss to the Ravens last Thursday? It's week two. If this happened in week seven, nobody would think twice about it. Yeah, I'm sticking with them. All right. Wes digs in. A stunner. Wes taking his heels <laughs> in. All right. So, gentlemen, the Chargers, we talked about it on Sunday. Greg, you were calling for it. You said we should make it right now. So why don't we take a vote? Yeah. Do we want to make the Chargers the team of ATL? And I will start. With Mark, will you make the Chargers the team of ATL right now? But I've I have my own team in my hip pocket. Why am I suddenly going to jump bait on that and go join Greg's? Well, this is Greg's idea. It he is very it's very confusing. Well, actually, no, the I'll Chargers are technically dancing. Down. Yeah, because I'll vote yes. I'm ready to move I'm forward. I'm voting no. I'd They're not yes. exciting. I don't like go to bed at night wanting to watch the Chargers. And to me, their most fun player to watch was Ryan Matthews, and now he's out mm. for five weeks. You know what? You must not like quarterbacks that move in the pocket and get away and are really tough like Phil. I don't really, I don't know, like poor man's Peyton Manning isn't really my favorite no, Peyton quarterback Manning to watch. isn't dodging defenders and moving around and throwing crazy things. Sure he is. He's not, he's not tough in the pocket. That's not what you think of when you think of Peyton Manning. That's probably Rivers' defining trait. Wes not convinced yet. Thoroughly nonplussed here. So right. one no vote That's ends it. the That's conversation. It. We don't need the vote's over for now. And now, Mark, real quick though, we yes. had a Twitter listener who chimed in for 10 reasons why the Chargers should be the team of ATL at Jeremy Cox. He has 10 reasons. I'm just going to give you one of them. His main man, he was like, hey, we have Brandon Flowers. You want to make flowers (laughs) today? Big fan of the job. So check it out at Jeremy Cox. That cannot be ruled out because let's hear that one more time. You want to make flowers today? That's 100% woman right there. That's a woman? Oh, yeah. True Detective, man. You gotta I don't it. have HBO. HBO Go? I'll give no, you I need password. a raise. <laughs> All right. Flowers. Talk to Greg afterwards. Part of a revamped defense that's fun to watch. Melvin Ingram. Dwight Freeney playing well. Ahadachu. Or Ahadachu. Or however you say his name. Our, our old making the leap guy, Corey Legit, looking pretty nice. They're, they're, now they're fun to watch on both sides. How about that, Chris Wesley? <laughs> He's not too legit to quit because I just quit him. All right. So... <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're not going to get a team this week. Mark, who are, who are you throwing into the mix? I'm curious. Team that I uh, landed on, I'm even surprised by this. New York Jets. Wow! Everyone wants to write them off. Because why? Because they lost to the Green Bay Packers after giving them a run for the money in Lambeau. They've got a quarterback that we are starting to believe in to some degree. They've got some skill players that they didn't have last year, more interesting on offense. They've got a Rex Ryan defense. 
I, I don't see something about the Jets that for me would say, all these other teams, there's something going on where I'm like, nope, not happening for whatever reason. The Jets, for me, they work the same way the Vikings did a few weeks ago. I am on board with a lot of this. I do not want to watch a wide receiver core without Eric Decker, and he has a hamstring injury. Yeah, but well, we're you talking can't about think short term with some here. things and then long term with others, like with the Steelers, as an example. I can't think short term because this is a race here where all these teams are trying to get in it, and early in the season, it matters how fun they are to watch. The Steelers aren't fun to watch right now. They're incredibly fun to watch. They lost 26-6. They've been outscored like 50-6. Have you seen like Le'Veon Bell play? Have you seen yeah. Marcus Wheaton play? Ryan Shazier play? These are dynamic young talents mm. who are fun to watch. Mm. Mark's history picking teams, not exactly stellar here. The Vikings were embroiled in one of the ugliest scandals days after he picked them. Well, it does. It is potentially <laughs> ominous, and now if you're in the New York organization, number, something's probably number coming two, your way. This feels like some sort of strange misdirection voodoo because you're an actual fan, diehard fan, of a team that's a terrific candidate that, that we could all get behind the Cleveland Browns. I mean, that's you a fun team. that will not pass the board the Jets, because of the man in purple to the my Jets right. The Jets playing at a lifeless <laughs> MetLife Stadium. They can't even get Fireman Ed back, hey, in, that place can get loud sometimes. Ba- back into the mix. Fireman Ed is addition by subtraction. Uh, I, need, yes. I need my quarterback <laughs> to do true. more than complete play-action passes, which rolls out Brian Hoyer and E.J. Manuel. Otherwise, the Bills would be an interesting team. Mm. Bills, Bills would be fun. And, Mark... You're apparently not into a quarterback that can rip off 24 straight points on the team of ATL's defense you're proposing. Ooh, no, I'm not, I am not into that quarterback. You're right. Because Terrence, Terrence West and, and uh, Kroll were doing most of the work. <laughs> Hit him with another one, TD. Come on. A lot of fire. By the way, this is a deft move by Mark Sessler because you know full well if the Jets spanked the Bears on Monday Night Football, you know I'm jumping ship from the Chargers. Even if the Chargers look great, I'm going to end up joining you. So very nice job by you. What? Oh, yeah. You kidding me? Well, you know who I am. Unflagging support means nothing to you? What? You're just going to leave the Chargers by the side of the road. Says the man yeah. who has a binder about why he left the childhood <laughs> team he grew up rooting. Right. That's how painful it was. I went through all that work. To come up with reasons why I was doing I this. I am very Unflagging happy. Unflagging support is sticking by your team no matter what. I'm happy that I chose the Chargers. I feel good about it. feel good that they seem to be a favorite right now. But I have no loyalty to the people of San Diego. This is a Jets fan Except right the here. Listeners. I still have loyalty to our team last year, although it's a little harder to choose the Panthers right now. But they are fun to watch. I have no problem choosing the Panthers right now. That is, the they mix. do feel underrated here. There's nothing oh, yeah. about Calvin them Benjamin. we can't like. <laughs> They, they've created a whole new system in the NFL where you can pick up anyone's trash at cornerback and safety, and they turn into magical players. Does that solve this family squabbles if we just go well, back to the Panthers? Keep, well, keep in mind, Greg, per the rules of the game, there are three Matthew Mulligans still in play. <laughs> so the, the Panthers can Here's absolutely be Here's the reality. If we all sat around two weeks from now. There are no rules in this game. It's we, entirely organic. And we chose – we all be. just decided some other team that we were just like, we got to have that team – that's going to our be, friend Josh, be recognized by the board. Though. Our friend Josh Norris from Rotoworld pointed out to us on Twitter we should be watching Ben A. Benwikir, who is a cornerback who caught my eye in the first game. He, he was playing really well. Mm. All right. For team of ATL? For name of ATL, Ben A. Benwikir. All right, so, gentlemen, so we got nowhere. What? That's good. That's good that we got nowhere. But, uh, <laughs> guys, I don't mean to do this, yeah. but what if, what if? This year, there just isn't a team of ATL. Oh, there will just be. just didn't happen what organically. 
What, what is if? this? Lost with just no resolution? How nothing ever happens? There will be. We finished the job around these parts, TD. Yeah, we didn't pick the Panthers till about week six, to be honest. So we're, we're fine. We're good. Um, all right, moving on. <laughs> by the way, we have, Wes, we have... Nice some. attempt by our producer to deep six a major segment. <laughs> hey, all he I'm smelled saying some is, extra work, as they always say, because coming off the Stitcher Award, they always say the disease of more. You know, you, a team that wins the championship, you guys have, you want more, and you guys are looking for too much now. Maybe, are you, I'm ready well, for, maybe, like, five different teams. Browns, Chargers, <laughs> I think, Cardinals, I don't care. Just do it. Greg, Greg's pr- an anarchist of the game. <laughs> I'm uh, proud and, of our group that we've resisted the disease of more. Mm. We are a cohesive unit. What Mark Cuban said about the NFL does not apply to this room. We are not the hog being led to slaughter. Actually, it was Pat Riley, but carry on. No. Actually, TD, I'll, I'll have you know, just yesterday, my mom told Cuban. me, you guys all really get along so well. That's why the podcast is fun. Sometimes. Sometimes. You know what? She's right. And by the way, it was Mark Cuban, not Pat it Riley. It was Pat Riley. Oh, no, Mark Disease Cuban came out with a Do laundry a list search. of critiques. Well, there's two different yeah. things. The Disease of Moore is a separate theory Pat Riley's been peddling right. for a while. All right. The, the That's hogs correct. being but led to slaughter. But the hog thing was Cuban. All right. There, there we go. Let's move on. Anyway, speaking of <laughs> Everybody hogs. Everybody wins. And, and pork and meat products. I have an update on the uh, West softball pants situation. Oh, boy. Chris Wessling will eat his softball pants. So I still won't name the restaurant, but it is one of the more popular uh, brunch eateries in Hollywood, all of Hollywood and Los Angeles. The head chef and the owner and proprietor of that store, we reached out to him, have some connections, and he wrote back an email, and this is what he said when asked, would it be possible? First of all, would you be open to cooking up some softball pants? Uh, Wes, of course, has now agreed to eat his softball pants because Johnny Manziel did not start in week one. Uh, those were the terms. He's sticking to them, and much respect to him for that. So I reached out to this gentleman and said, would you cook softball pants? And if, if you could, how would you do it? I had a friend reach out to him. This is the response via email. The only way I could come up with is to make goulash. Cut mm. up the pants and braise it along with braised pork. You know, like goulash soup I have here at blank. I'm keeping a little mystery with the restaurant. I don't know why. America's dying to yeah, know exactly. some restaurant they've never heard of. Exactly. It would taste like the <laughs> lining of cow stomach. And then he wrote. Tasty. He's outside the country. He's not a native of the country. What is it called in English? Thin strips. But it would take two hours. So let me know if that is possible. And uh, we can make it happen. So we have a goulash, a softball pants goulash set up. It's just a matter of now putting the wheels in motion. This sounds so delicious that I think our listeners are going to be jealous that they're not going to get to try my softball pants well, goulash. I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up eating some of this. I like goulash. Then you didn't even make a bad prediction. I, I like, uh, what is that, Ukrainian, Hungarian? I used to. It's Hungarian. I loved it. I love those little restaurants. It, yeah. By the way, the re- I should say, the restaurant is Blue Jam Cafe. It's a very popular restaurant here in Los Angeles. And uh, Camille, who owns the restaurant, is the man behind it. Everything he cooks is amazing. In fact, Kevin Patra, coming at you, um, t- emailed when I sent this email out, forwarded it out. He said, best brunch in L.A., and he's right. So you're in good hands, Wes. It's not like we sent you to some low-grade Koreatown place where – the, the health code standards are in question. You're going to get some high-level cooked-up softball pants. probably keep my mouth shut here, but it feels a little bit like I'm getting off easy. Yeah, I agree. Well, well you're still eating nylon, elastic, uh, polyester. But you guys are saying that you're going to want to try parts, some of it. The flip zipper. side was you perishing, and we're not into that necessarily. <laughs> so. <I'm> just, yeah, <laughs> necessarily. I said downstairs that I it's might try it. It's been a dark it, enough month at the NFL. It. 
Hmm. You got to eat a bowl of soup. Fair enough. All right. So that's the update. We move on. Chris Wessling will eat his softball pants. All right. So winners and losers. Mm. Very popular, popular uh, metrics grabber on the old NFL.com site. Do you know that? I don't know. I don't know that if that's true or Let's not. Let's say it is. Let's <laughs> say it does very well and people are clamoring <laughs> for it. I'm looking at your most recent post, which you can find on NFL.com slash ATN. Yeah. You could go ATL, too. It'll still redirect okay, you back. Okay, great. has 240 comments. I'm sure they're all well-reasoned and thought out <laughs> comments. So that means someone's reading it. So we're going to go through Greg's list. He has uh, going up and going down from week two. And I'll, I'll just jump. We'll just get going by one that jumped out to me uh, from a negative aspect because mm. it's fun to skew negative always. Andrew Luck's accuracy uh, moving down, according to Greg Rosenthal, coming off, of course, uh, the Monday night game in which the Colts were upended late and defeated by the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I think Andrew Luck's one of the most, if not the most, fun players in the league to watch. But I think he's one of the most misunderstood. He's a very streaky, flashy player. He pulls off more wow throws than just about anyone. And he is just as streaky as Colin Kaepernick and Cam Newton, who are more known for that. His accuracy can come and go. And I think Colts fans would recognize that, that he'll, he'll miss high for a couple quarters at a time, and then he'll be on fire for a couple quarters at a time. And he started off this season a little bit slow especially in that game. I think if that w- if he had the game he had against Philadelphia, if, let's say, Tony Romo or Tom Brady or Kaepernick had that game, they would be getting criticism for a pretty bad game. You may, I mean, I feel like it's a good point because Luck does seem to get a little bit of the benefit of the doubt from analysts as someone that's more of a polished product than these other younger guys. And I guess he is on balance, but he does have he, – there are times where he isn't quite as accurate as you would expect, and Monday was certainly an example. He's wildly talented, but I think he's far from a finished product. They, they all are working on different things, but he still is a young quarterback in a way that I think Brady and Manning and all the guys that we've put up there at the top, they don't have these cold streaks that, that Luck does. Well, what about Brady's first game this year? <laughs> there's well, that, only that one. There's one. only two games. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, Brady is someone who started off last season slow as well. I think it's just with luck that we we remember all the great comebacks, but sometimes we just forget that he put them in the position to make those comebacks. Sometimes here's here's a question: Is Andrew Luck actually more like Tom Brady than Colin Kaepernick and Cam Newton? That he struggles. Because he doesn't have a great offensive line, he doesn't have great surrounding talent, and that's usually when Tom Brady has struggled. I think and that, it's when Colin Kaepernick struggled last year at the beginning of the year, too. I, I think that's part of it, but you can isolate his throws when he actually does have good throws, and, and he misses open throws, I think, more than, than people realize. Like, in this Philly game, protection wasn't a problem. And they, they, weren't, they weren't rushing him well. And since you bring up the Philly game, I also – you can make a case for Nick Foles being on this list, too, moving down. I – I thought you look at his numbers, he's thrown over 600 yards. They, they have two wins. He's had some, you know, flashy plays when you watch the highlights. But he's not playing well either. No, he's been terrible through two weeks. He's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league through two weeks. It's only two weeks. I watched that game with uh, my friend Philadelphia, an Eagles blogger, <laughs> and a few Eagles fans. And, they, and one guy in particular was really down on fools and, you know, said outside of that seven-touchdown game against the Raiders last year, Really hasn't been that good. 
And he missed a lot of throws again Monday night. He holds the ball too long. He missed a lot of throws in the opener. Stay warm, Mark Sanchez. He had a mental meltdown in the opener that you just don't see too often. And he missed a ton of throws. This is why you can't just look at the box score because his numbers were great, but they were it was all just from dump-offs to Sproles. It supports my theory that Chip Kelly, Dan, mm-hmm. is his genius tag oh, is well-earned. He has created the quarterback-proof offense. It doesn't even matter who the quarterback that is. That is ridiculous. He was genius enough to trade for Darren Sproles. You know what? There you go. <laughs> he traded a pick for Isaac Sopawaga. He got that pick from the Patriots, and then that ended up being you know, traded. You know why Sproles. this? Although I, <laughs> you know why this doesn't check out because all these bad throws and bad decisions Nick Foles is making, he's getting lucky too. There could be a lot of interceptions or fumbles that he lost that should have been recovered. All this stuff catches up to you. The bill always comes due. It hasn't through two weeks. Then they but just, if he keeps playing like this, it's going to cost. Him. Oh, I agree. Then they that. just turn to Mark Sanchez. <laughs> turn the season around. I will say this again: if Mark Sanchez comes in and performs well. I will send a bouquet of roses to <laughs> Chip Kelly and say, you're a genius, bud. That would be Zeus. slightly creepy. I have to <laughs> veer negative, too. Um, you know, looking at the moving down category, I wasted on my vacation during the summer about four hours watching film and writing up a piece about Toby Gearhart making the leap. <laughs> you should have known a running back named Toby and, and the Jaguars never going to work out. I should have known. Because that coincided with an offseason that saw them swing and miss on the big piece they needed, which was Alex Mack, a center, Mm. to anchor that line. When that deal didn't happen, I think that a lot of what Jacksonville hoped to do in terms of the progress with the ground game went south. Because that offensive – the reason I owe two sandwiches to these guys right here, Greg and Wes, is because they don't want to put – a developing young rookie quarterback behind that line. They gave up 10 sacks to the Redskins, who are not exactly last year's Seahawks on Sunday. And Toby Gearhart, I believe, has one rush over 10 yards all season. He has been – it's hard to get a read on him. I'm not going to go kill Toby right, Gearhart. Right, I didn't put he him moving move, down. But, well, it's the line. Right, I, I, mo- I said moving down Gearhart fantasy owners yeah, because, because their line is so bad and he's not the guy that can overcome Well, it. and because it's hard to – you know, get a read for an offensive line in the offseason. We, we just can't do that. But we, we went around talking about Gearhart as a guy that's going to lead the AFC or the NFC or NFL in t- general in touches. Well, that's a disastrous idea because they can't get anything done on offense right now. Here's an idea, Jaguars coaches. You might want to shelve these stretch runs and pitches to the outside when Gerhardt has no lateral agility and they can't open up any holes. Run him up the middle. He's a power back. Say, tell the Colts the same thing about that with Trent Richardson, by the way. I don't know. He might be beyond Good luck salvageable. telling Pep Hamilton. That's another that. thing that should have been moving down. Pep Hamilton calling runs for Trent Richardson in a tie game with under three minutes to go. Two Gutless. straight. Gutless. Guess what? You, you would don't never have traded. You would never have traded for Trent Richardson and wasted that first-round pick if it weren't for this internal belief that Pep Hamilton's run-first offense wasn't going to lead the day. Well, by, the, by the way, he didn't look half bad before no, with the runs the up the middle. that's the first time he did It was the fumbles and the bad play calling yeah, but on that Yeah, that's the crazy runs. thing is they, called, they gave him the ball on those two snaps in theory to waste time and because it was safe. But what is less safe than giving the ball to a guy who's fumbled twice in the game? That's fair. They coached that roster 
like it's the Seahawks or the 49ers. And the roster is a lot closer to the Jaguars outside of Andrew Luck. Mm. You can't do power football with what they have. They're tied with the Jaguars. Big last place matchup How this week. How about Ryan Grigson on your moving down list? <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, we should talk about something positive. So, Chris Wessling, mm. uh, what do you got? I like this one on Redskins offseason spending. One of the best defensive players for the second year in a row. Greg had Jason Hatcher last year on his midseason defensive player of the year watch. Hubba hubba. And no one's been able to block him since uh, he came back from his knee injury in the third preseason game. He put a clown suit on Marshall Yonda then, and he's putting clown suits on offensive linemen now. Jason Hatcher, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. He, he has, Whoa. He's right. Through two weeks he has been, and I was critical of that move just because – of the injuries that Hatcher had and the amount of money, and I couldn't be more wrong. So maybe maybe getting Shanahan out of there was good luck for their personnel moves. I, I know it was the Jaguars, but 10 sacks and a beat down that good is usually a sign that you're going to have a pretty good season. Teams don't win games like that unless they're a halfway decent team. So I, I'm liking Not this just 10 sacks, right 18 quarterback hits too. So are you two saying that just because Jim Hazlitt is friends with the head coach, it was still a good idea to uh, keep him around after last year's train wreck? I have no opinion on Let's that. Let's see what they do in Philly. <laughs> Let's see what they do in Philly this week. That's a really interesting matchup early in the season to get it, get the temperature. The per- the I'll believe in that. this year. Jason Hatcher, Keenan Robinson, they've got better players this year. Dan, if you ever fail horribly yes. at some point never. in your career and I'm happen. given an opportunity to hire someone, <laughs> I will bring you aboard. Oh, thank you, buddy. He's your Jim Hazlitt? I like that. <laughs> That's like the the biggest H? backhanded That's compliment cute. I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, I'm buddy. Just saying I'd look out By for him. By the way, Jimmy H probably has about $3.4 million in the bank. Dan is a father. We that. need to look out for the guy. Maybe more. Head coach. Uh, right. So that's it. We'll be back tomorrow with I have one. West. I have a request for some of our diehard listeners. Yes. So Mark often throws out these phrases like windmill of total chaos Mm -hmm. i feel like we should have an album full of these that mark has said over the years (laughs) these are album names and i really like them i think one maybe tristan or someone else could come up with a list of all mark's greatest hits or our producer even if he uh decided to buckle down and you know do some side work (laughs) yeah zippers Guys, I'm, I'm just I'm just happy he's listening. Let's just today. end the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's it. We'll be back on Thursday uh, after Thursday night football. By the way, that's how right. on top of this situation we are. Could be Friday, depending on where you live in, in the country. But Actually, it, it'll be de- up depending on the time zone situation. You're right, Greg. We're gonna have a podcast where we break down all the week three games and also uh, recap the Thursday night game. That is our third and final podcast of the week. That's how we do things. And then we're back on Sunday, and we recap all the Week 3 games, and then we do it again and again and again. Forever until February. (laughs) Buckle up. All right, that's it for today's edition of the Around the NFL podcast. This is Dan Hansen signing off for the boss, the mailman, the sizzler, and Tate Date. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.